Okay, I'm going to start by saying this. Just It just may sound like a boomer episode. I don't know. But, you know, we're going to chat about a few things that, well, really disappeared. And, no, I'm not talking, like, horse and buggy bullshit. This is a contemporary podcast episode. Damn it. Well, some older stuff, like me, and some stuff that just disappeared or is about to on a show that I'm going to call Things You Don't See Anymore. Where'd that go? On an episode that, well, is probably going straight to hell. I warned you. This episode and this podcast, the one we call Street Curb Curiosity. Oh, man, oh, man. I I don't even know where to start. Well, I guess I should start at the beginning, where the idea for this podcast episode came from. Seems I was on a city street having a chat with a total stranger... Uh, It was somebody who was trying to use one of those parking kiosks to pay for parking. Uh, They're so easy to use, right? No, they're not. They're a pain in the ass. Well, this person was opining, you know, why the hell did we even get rid of parking meters? You know, you got the guy going around and collecting all the quarters out of the machines, you know, like once a week or whatever. Uh, Well, you know, progress, my friend, progress. So I'm there to help. So I say something well, intelligence, like, well, maybe try using the app instead. <laughs> if looks could kill. No, I want a parking meter. Well, remember that the next time you think you're going to have a chat with a boomer. You've gone too far, you bastard. But parking meters, poof, they're gone. When when did they disappear? Yeah, look, I, I know we've lost lamplighters and milkmen and ice cutters, typesetters, all a whole bunch of different kind of jobs. But what about the stuff we've used day in and day out? Like, like, like twisted phone cords. Well, they came out back in the 30s. It was a really big invention. You can stretch all the way across the kitchen. And it seemed fine at first until people started experiencing what they call super coiling. Super coiling. You know that big-ass ball of wire where you have like this 30 foot of cable and it's now down to like three feet? Well, I'm here to tell you this stuff was massive back in the 80s and the official name was a coiled cord, by the way. But now they're gone, along with how wired phones in general. Who even has a house phone anymore? Well, let me tell you, about 7% of us do have a landline, but only a landline. And about a third of us have a mobile phone and a home phone wired in. Well, it could be wireless, but it's wired into the wall before it's not wired in. Well, the rest, rest of the homes, just mobile phones. I'm one of them. And speaking of mobile phones, where did the keyboard go? Steve Jobs and Apple, those bastards. You know, I used to love my BlackBerry. Man, that was like the shit back in the day. But now, a keyboard on a phone? Ew, they don't even exist. Ah, but I did find one. Yeah, if you want a keyboard on your phone, well, you might just have to use the FX Tech Pro 1. There is one out there in the wild. Or, you know, you could also use the favorite phone of everybody over the age of 70, which is, of course, a flip phone. One thing that disappeared, and then it came back, and came back big, actually, are wired headphones. Bluetooth is where it's at for me, I gotta tell you. But a little personal insight, I still wear a pair of wired earbuds when bike riding. I'm just, I don't know, scared the hell that an earbud's gonna fly out when I'm flying down the road. And I listen to podcasts and music through my wireless uh, earbuds. But them wires, for the most part, they are gone. And the exception, as I said, they came back. It's those damn Gen Z people. Oh, it's it's so retro. Let's plug in headphones. Ugh, please. Oh, remember when you had to download music 
Ah, LimeWire, Napster, or hell, go way back for the audiophile who used reel-to-reel tapes, cassettes, 8-tracks. Then we got into CDs, laser discs, even started downloading music. How many songs have you bought for a buck and downloaded them? Well, now, now you stream music from places like Spotify, Apple, Amazon. I'll even give a plug to my old company I used to work for, iHeartRadio, where you can also listen to radio. And, And I'm going to have uh, some former friends get pissed, but seriously, AM radio? Oh, uh, no, look, I know it's gone digital, and there's a lot of people who still listen to radio. There really are. It's like 9 out of 10 people in the United States still listen to radio. I think it's like once a week. But you Google radio and look at the images that pop up. There hasn't been any type of like mass market radio built, God, in, for decades uh, since they probably sold boom boxes. But of course, I am a jackass because the only radio I listen to now is AM radio, but only streamed. Music? I haven't listened to radio, you know, music on radio in years, just on the apps. You know, you still hear music in buildings, though, too, like, but not as much as you used to. But there was a company called Muzak. Mu- was a company called Muzak, and they kind of went poof in 2009. Oh, come on, you know, elevator music, corporate music. Mel Brooks's movie High Anxiety has a really fun part in it about elevator music. How's this for change? Why don't you just go look it up on YouTube? Huh. Well, you know, Muzak, they, they kind of just disappeared. Well, they were bought out by a company called Mood Music, but, uh, you know, that elevator stuff you hear or uh, music you hear in businesses, well, a lot of businesses now buy the business package from places like Comcast or Spotify where you can have curated channels or playlists. And, yes, iHeartRadio has it as well, I believe. And from Spotify, I think it's just $26.95 a month. And then you can listen to this fine audio anywhere in your business at any time. Well, even in the car. Oh, and speaking of cars... Will the next generation, well, yeah, meaning of people, will they even know the joys of rolling down a car window? Arms out, dog tongue hanging out the window. Remember the wings, w- wing windows? Well, wings were ventilation. Well, now you have AC. Every car has AC. And AC is more aerodynamic and gas efficient. So the wings, well, they kind of went away. They disappeared about 50 years ago. When well, staying with cars, what else has disappeared? Uh, keys. Do you really use a car key anymore? You bought a car recently, last couple of years. Now it's Fobland. You got to keep that thing in your purse or your pants pocket or you know, someplace in your briefcase. And that's uh, how you start your car. I mean, my God, you can even start your car with your phone. Now, are you old enough to remember pouring hot water on a keyhole to loosen it up after like a frozen lock? Uh-huh. Or, or were you the kind who, well, you had a can of WD-40 in the trunk of the car. And speaking of trunk, they don't really make them as big as they used to anymore. My God, remember the old Impala or Cadillac? It was huge. It was, well, it was huge enough for two bodies, if you believe what they showed you in the old mob movies. Yeah, leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, cars today... Their trunks are about half the size, which is helpful since most don't even have a spare tire anymore. That shit's gone, too. They have that little shitty donut thing in there and old cars. Well, carburetors, you had them. Today's cars, no carburetor, no radio antenna, no bench seats, manual windows. Remember you used to crank that baby? You get like a good forearm workout. And ashtrays. 
ashtrays are gone. Now, the next time you're on a plane and you're in a seat and you see an old ashtray, my God, just remember, your ass is in a very, very, very old plane. But they did upgrade the flat screen TV, so there at least is that, right? Oh, and speaking of TVs, 2009, June 13th to be exact, no more analog TV broadcasts. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America. That stuff was gone. You know, the TV industry thought it was, well, it was going to be the apocalypse. We are all going to die. We have to broadcast in digital. And all those side channels, my God, now you can watch like really old movies from the 40s or some shopping channel kind of crap. But don't even get me started, speaking of old movies, on the, the whole VHS and Betamax bullshit. We fought it out, didn't we, kids? We even went to Laserdiscs. And I, I had friends who were all about Betamax, and then it was all VHS. And oh boy, though, Friday nights at Blockbuster. You remember those wonderful days? You picked up a pizza, you got maybe some Chinese food, a couple of movies. Your entire weekend was planned out. Well, you know, TV antennas, they also went away. Remember the tin foil, aluminum foil that you would wrap on them? Well, they kind of went away, but then they kind of came back since people started dumping cable TV. You started watching local broadcast again, but you needed that like flat flap antenna to get those digital broadcast channels. Oh, uh, yeah, and the side channels, too. Like I said, you get some old movies from the 40s and some kind of shopping channel kind of stuff. But what also is disappearing? I, it's a prediction on my part. I'm going to call it here Network TV. Uh, it's never going to be totally gone, but that must-see TV promo, having your ass on the couch on a Thursday, it's a tad weak right now with all of the streaming opportunities. You know, in July 2022, streaming had a larger audience than cable or broadcast television. It's end of days, my legacy media peeps. But don't cry for the TV execs just yet. It, it's going to take some time. I mean, they're not nearly as screwed as the people in newspaper newspaper. Remember those? Well, there are still about 1,200 daily newspapers in the U.S. today, and they print about 25 million copies every day, but that's down from the heyday back in 1984 when there were 63 million newspapers printed every day. You know, I saw one source that stated the peak was really back in the 70s. Media people like to say, you know, what's dead? Well, my God, that's dead. Well, newspaper is basically dead. But that dead animal still scrounges up about $10 billion a year. But that is down 25% from the year prior, so, you know, who knows? Oh, if you're old enough, boomer, remember classified ads in the newspaper? Oh, my God, you kind of read through all that stuff. Well, it was about half of the revenue. There were people selling couches and houses and looking for a horse and sending secret messages to people. But poof, all of that went away. Well, it didn't really go away. It just moved to the internet, where all the newspaper people are saying, oh my God, it's the internet. It's going to save us. Yeah, okay. Well, by the way, the oldest newspaper in the United States of America was started in 1801 by Alexander Hamilton, and it is the New York Post. Uh, and yes, newspaper has moved a lot over to the digital side. Uh, you know, the Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, the New York Times, L.A. Times. A lot of big papers are online. But the printed stuff, it's just not, uh, it's just not there anymore. Well, you know, but when you're not reading a newspaper or watching television or okay listening to Bachman-Turner Overdrive taking care of business on radio, okay, maybe you were more of a Minnie Ripperton fan. But you're at work then, Right. Right? Oh, do you even remember when you used to go to work? Oh, God, back then for work or for school? An overhead projector. 
Look at work. It was an overhead projector. Maybe at home you had a slide projector. And yes, if you're watching old episodes of Mad Men, they're making some ad pitches using a slide projector, and they were not happy about it either. There were also mimeograph machines. Remember them? You used to use them in grade school, and the smell was amazing. And yes, we also used slide projectors too. And everybody used a typewriter, right? Are you old enough to remember uh, a typewriter? You ever used a typewriter? Well, that used to be the benchmark on a resume. How many words a minute can you type? If you typed in a typewriter, you might also have used carbon paper. Well, that's how you made copies back then. How many copies can I make? Well, with this typewriter, I can make three. You slid in this piece of like black or dark blue paper on top of another piece of paper, and whatever you typed ended up in two pieces of paper. Well, that was well, well before we were jamming copy machines. Number two, Ticonderoga pencils. Now, I'm sorry, it's only blue or black ink available, even if it's on paper. But I do think they still use number two Ticonderoga pencils someplace. And you know what? It's just fun saying number two Ticonderoga pencils. And blackboards, we still use those? I don't know. Everybody is now using special whiteboards. Oh, memories. Back to the old days when I worked in the office, I had walls painted with a special whiteboard paint. So every wall, at the end of the day, was a whiteboard. And people left weird stuff on every wall everywhere. Well, anyway, whiteboards, well, I think they're the new black blackboards. Well, But did you back up your data? Did you take work home on a floppy disk, a flash drive? Oh, man, you are just one tech-savvy son of a bitch, aren't you? Well, today, it's a, well, I'll, I'll text you a link from my Dropbox account, and then you'll have access to the file. But then, yeah, well, even typewriters started disappearing because big-ass beige computer monitors showed up, beige boxes, beige keyboards, maybe some laptops. Do you remember the Commodore SX-64? That laptop weighed 20 freaking pounds. People thought IBM had their shit together. I mean, they got laptops down to 12 pounds. And that was back in 1986. You know, the weight of the laptop on which I am recording this podcast is only 2.7 pounds. It is the shit, and it's a MacBook Air M2, if you're a geek and need to know. Oh, and with those laptops on the road, we also used phone booths. Gone. All gone. Well, almost all gone. The experts say there are still 100,000 of those bad boys out there working in the wild. But do you remember the queue lines for the phones at the airport? Man, I remember standing in line and finally getting up to that phone, and, and it's like a little standing kiosk, and then I could plug in my HP Jordana into the phone, dial up, remember dial up, and then download my emails, which took about 10 minutes, as long as the boss didn't send me some big-ass Excel file or, or PowerPoint file going, please look at this while you're on the flight home. Oh, well, hell, I was so cool, I could even fax from the damn thing. Well, that was when people had fax machines. I do recall even trying to talk my boss into getting a fax machine for the office. And back then, my God, they cost like two or three thousand dollars. Two or three thousand dollars for a fax machine. Are you out of your freaking mind? Are you nuts? Look, you get in your car and you drive over there and pick up those documents. Come on, travel. Traveled for business? Well, travel equals planes and planes equal airports. And what do you use when you get to an airport? When you fly someplace? A rental car. Oh, what? No Uber? Uh-uh. Not back then. And with rental cars, well, and you're in a strange city, you kind of need to know where the hell you're going. So you needed a map. 
a map. I could never fold those damn things. But you could get more advanced. In a few years, you can use MapQuest. Remember that? You figure out where you want to go. You route out the, the, the path. And then you have to print out 13 pages of turn left here, turn right there, stay in your lane for 13.7 miles, along with uh, probably about 14 or 15 ads for Alamo, Holiday Inn, and all the other fun stuff. And maybe you printed out all of this shit on your dot matrix printer. Ah, remember those things? And remember you were the shit if you had a laser printer in your office. And now it's color laser printers. And uh, if you can find one, there may be just one in the office anymore these days, if you're even going to the office. Yeah, but that dot matrix printer, man, it was like your personal teletype machine. Oh, and how did you carry your Rolodex? Remember a Rolodex, that round thing with flippy cards on it? It had names. It had phone numbers, stapled business cards. Uh, now I ask you, do people still use those things? You know, it was another resume high point and firing point. Did somebody get to take the Rolodex with them when they left the company? Or did they get to bring theirs to the new company? Hmm. Oh, a list of names and phone numbers. Oh, you, you remember those? A phone book. The Yellow Pagers was considered the job to have in media sales back in the day. They printed money. The new reps in TV or radio? Oh, please. You, your lead list was the Yellow Pages. Uh, congratulations on the new sales job. You get G through K in the Yellow Pages to call on. Go out there and bust them up, kid. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, staying in the business world, you'd go on a client lunch, maybe a dinner on occasion. Remember that credit card slide, that, that big-ass thing? Some of them had suction cups in the back, the imprinter. Your card goes in, the cashier slides over the top to get the imprint of the numbers. Ah, carbon paper again. But then you had to sign the damn thing, and, and you needed to press down really, really hard, or you're, you, you couldn't read the damn thing. <sighs> and of course, your expense report back in the day was a handwritten 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper with all of your receipts taped to it. And if you were one of the lucky guys, you got the assistance to help. And if you weren't, you did the damn thing yourself. Ah, the good old days. Well, you know, we started using credit cards back in the 60s. And we started doing electronic buying in the 80s. But we didn't really get rid of those sliding knuckle breakers until the year 2019. Just a couple of years ago, people were still going chink, chink to try to get that credit card imprint through. But God, enough about work already. <sighs> Let's go home. Relax. Maybe get outside. Get into the backyard. Some fresh air. Ah, and play some lawn darts. Oh, lawn darts. I love those things. Yeah, I know. You could kill somebody. I mean, I know you're throwing a big honking dart right at people just a few feet away, but what could go wrong? So maybe just relax a little bit. Read. Remember reading comic books? And on the back of that comic book, you read comic books. Sergeant Rock, maybe Mad Magazine. Archie, you, know, you you get yourself some sea monkeys. You could grow your own sea monkeys. Well, they were really brine shrimp, but when you read the comic book and they looked just like, well, sea monkeys. I had them, also had the ant farm, and they would send you ants, even the queen ant, and you'd watch them build all the tunnels. I had one of those. Oh, and those x-ray specs. Ah, oh, you could see women's underwear. Well, not really, but hey, I was 13 at the time, and it seemed exciting. Well, maybe I was 15, but you know, they didn't really work that well. But the hand buzzer, yes, you could buy the hand buzzer, and that really did work well. And I had one of those too. Why don't you see those fun ads in comic books anymore? 
You don't see, you know, see stuff like that on the back of Hellions or Ultra Mega or Nightwing. Well, you know, I have a suggestion. If you like using all this old stuff, well, just keep using the old stuff. You really don't have to change. Keep doing, keep doing you, you know, and using the stuff that you love. Oh, did you hear about the chameleon who couldn't change colors anymore? <sighs> yeah, you know, it seems the little guy was suffering from a reptile dysfunction. Ouch. I, I hate when that happens. What else is going to go obsolete? Well, for example, did you hear the rule I before E except after C? That's now obsolete? It's obsolete. I before E except after C. Well, it was proven obsolete by science. Science. S-C-I-E-N-C-E. Man, oh man, I think we have reached the end of days. And thank God I believe we've reached the end of this podcast episode. You know the podcast, the one we call Street Curb Curiosity.